0: This is Pennsyltucky Patriots here, and I'm joined here with the famous car Campit from not gas anymore. Can we call you a fag now? Yeah, you still can, yeah. Oh, so we're still all giant fags here. Awesome. Yes, yes. All right, yes. that's thank you for having me on. Thanks, man. Uh check out his uh shit on Timeline Earth. He's doing the signal, uh, very awesome show. Uh absolute moose of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, check us out over at timelineearth.org and uh timelineearth on the on the podcatchers and so on and so forth. Um but uh yeah, before we start recording, you we were talking about uh some firearms and reloading and maybe some signal material. Oh, absolutely, man. I'm more than willing to come
0: on and talk about, you know, reloading um how you can contribute to your uh needs in the agorism community, voluntarism and you know, little tips and tricks I've learned over over the years and cooking up some shit. Uh, all from, I mean, if you got the machine skills, you can even turn your own brass, but that's really inefficient.
1: <laughs> but yeah, if, yeah. if
0: shit gets real bad, you, you can do that. Um, you can make your own primers. It's, like I said, it's a pain in the ass, but you can do it. Um, not very safe either um Mm. that's that's a little trick but you can crush up match heads and all strike all match heads and use them i've heard of guys doing that
1: well any port in a storm if you need it bad enough i guess
0: yeah um as long as you save you can um all right well we'll talk about that when when it comes because it's getting real technical and projectiles um if you got a turkey burner and an old cast iron skillet and a ladle, you can make your own projectiles. So oh, yeah. that's sweet. And powder. That's, that's the part that you're going to have to rely on some, but I heard the guys from, uh, was it, is it still distributed defense or is it? Oh, deterrence dispensed. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, yeah, that they're working on their way to do that.
1: Dude, the, a lot of those, a lot of people, uh, I had, a. Uh... I had a guy from, I guess, Atlas Arms. Um, yeah, with a Dagny dagger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had we had him on. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about that one. Yeah, that um, looks really cool. I really the, want to get a it, 3D printer and try that out. Yeah. The, the deterrence dispense squad and and everybody that's associated with them is just they're just I mean, the amount of growth that they've had in the in the in the last two years is crazy. Um, it's just crazy.
0: All right, so yeah, so this is gonna be more of a bullshit session, session as all of them. Besides, when we had uh, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, on. that was actually a super informative episode. But uh, I really yeah, want to have—I, I really want to have him on again. Actually, it was super cool to have him, just as like a bullshit session like this. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah, he's great. I'm actually—I, am hoping I get to see him like in the next month or two here.
0: Um, oh, are you doing the—you doing the thing down at? Uh...
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna try to swing by i've got like a work conference uh that weekend and uh, so i'm a, i might try to bail early and get up there for like a night um or at least swing by on my way back for you know for a few hours or something like that just to kind of see everybody yeah, uh, I, but, yeah i really
0: wanted to do it but i don't have the you know the fiance can't get off work and i can't get off work for long yeah. enough to be able to go all the way out to texas especially drive all the way out there yeah it's a haul yeah
1: i I would love to do that though i'm hoping they hold it again and i'll have to really plan around that yeah i think that that's when i was talking to him i sounds like that's the intent is to make it uh annual or maybe even more i think he had some plans i I mean i think that's kind of what both of them want to do is do a lot more teaching and and stuff like that so um you, you know maybe maybe they expanded if, if this one goes well and it's popular and, and everything but it sounds like it's gonna be they've got some cool, you know some awesome names coming down there well, that's great so let's uh hop on
0: the old bandwagon train. i guess we'll just do current events because that's pretty much what this podcast is whenever we have somebody on uh so what was this the past week or was it like two weeks ago that you know Texas shit the bed or the media made it seem like that because the way you were describing it it was just like a mild inconvenience for a couple days
1: yeah I mean it certainly was here in Fort Worth I didn't really hear any horror stories but yeah it was the last week uh we I actually had to come back from a ski trip a day early just so I didn't have to drive through the storm um not that I couldn't I just I didn't feel like doing that uh so I came back on a Saturday let's see and then it starts snowing Sunday and then we got I think we got five or six inches Sunday night and then it's kind of flurried through until Wednesday. And we got another, we got like a half inch of ice and then another three or four inches on top of that on Wednesday. So it,
0: uh, it, so you actually uh, guys got a decent bit. Like that's, that's kind of a, an average snow around here, but I can imagine for yeah. for guys like guys like you that, you know, run nothing but summer tires and mainly you know, a lot of two wheel drive trucks. That was fucking devastating.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it just sucked. Like it, it wasn't like, um, I don't, I don't think anybody was, you know, and especially now where so many people were working from home anyway, like it it wasn't like um, none of like life went on for all of us. Like everybody was working. I think I hit a happy hour or two in midweek. You know, I I have four wheel drive, so I, it wasn't like that bad, but it still was, it was just irritating. And not only that, but it was just really cold for down here. Um, Yeah. You know, and that's what really boogered things up because um, like the water lines and stuff like that are not bur- buried deep enough here uh, for that because we don't, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, it was, it was just that I think we spent like, and, and, and none of this sounds astonishing unless you live in Texas or Florida or something like that. Yeah. Where like how, how cold did how it actually it get? Um, We got down, I think we got down to negative three. Oh man. That's so. actually pretty fucking chilly. It was, it, yeah, and and there was also a lot of wind. I think the wind chill was around negative 20 one day, which for Texas is just, I mean, just so yeah. completely out of left field. As I was um, about to say, so, that
0: happens every couple of years. It usually hovers around, you know, the you know the, the mid-teens to, you know, just below freezing in the winter up here. But, yeah, yeah man, that, that's it pretty was, fucking cold.
1: It was, it was single digits into the negatives a lot of the nights, and then during the days it was warming up into the teens. And it was like that pretty much every day until thursday or friday and so it was just straight really really cold and really windy for like four days plus i don't know a total of six or seven inches of snow and a half inch of ice so it was it was just completely like and and especially this late you know this doesn't seem like i i understand this doesn't seem late you know if you're up north but this is late for us like by by the time we reach march where it's shorts sandals uh, you know volleyball season has, has begun. And we, you know, we were only a week or two, you know, week and a half away from March. It's really weird to get this kind of weather this late, if we're going to get really cold weather or snow and, or, you know, mostly it's ice down here, it'll be around Christmas, like Christmas new year's area that that's, and that's your best shot at it. It's, it was so out of left field. Oh yeah. So I can completely imagine, (laughs) imagine. So it, it was, it was just cool. I think that honestly, that was probably the worst part. It really wasn't the snow and ice um, because people work, you know, a lot of people are working from home. Um, if you're a contractor, uh, you know, and you're out, if you were working, you probably have a four wheel drive truck. Um, I didn't really see that many accidents at all. I mean, there was that, that, um, big yeah, that massive pile fucking up pile up. And I was, yeah, I was that, just more impressed of how it kept happening than anything else because your highways listen, are pretty flat you, out there. If you drive I-35 in that section, you would you would ask yourself why doesn't this happen every single fucking day that, <laughs> so it's whole, like i81 around here that whole stretch <laughs> is so stupid like they're they're all, like there's a left exit here there's a right exit here there's a left on ramp here there's a right on ramp there and then there's all this like i drive it as, as a civil engineer i drive it and i just cringe i'm like this is the just- oh so you got traffic merging from both sides of you both sides from oh and, jesus christ and, and, and it's under construction so all the so the exits will change <laughs> dude it is a nightmare that whole stra- fort worth doesn't really have bad traffic at all except i-35 west right there like it's it, it's a disaster and uh and so that you know like i said it's more a miracle that that doesn't happen every day than it is surprising that that happened that day um but during but that was actually before the big storm that was just like a quarter inch of ice or an eighth inch of ice or something yeah i can imagine it's
0: pretty slick i see i don't know the that little interchange around there but i do know your your highways are (laughs) decently flat so wouldn't you be able to see you know what's going on no because of all the construction equipment and
1: huge ah. jersey barriers and all and all that and so, so yeah. basically it was so. last minute and you're trying to stop and you're just sliding and, and it was probably swimming. and it was probably snowing so the visibility was poor and yeah and 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 it's you know there's a shitload of trucks that go, you know semis that go up and down there that's like a large portion of the traffic so even if they see it you know if it's ice you know i don't know you're yeah, probably you, not gonna be able to stop, you stop. <laughs> well that that one guy definitely fucking did it <laughs>
0: yeah i know man oh man the The video from that i was honestly impressed i'm like jesus he came fucking barreling into those guys it's crazy man he had to be going like
1: 65 70 and that shit man but outside of that and that was before like the big storm that was just like a precursor outside of that i didn't really see any accidents or, or many at all um or traffic jams because people just stayed home like it was it was almost a blessing because the the storm was so big for texas that people were like yeah i'm not even gonna fuck it like i'm not gonna go drive like everybody stayed home um but it was it i think the worst part was just the continued incredibly cold weather day and night it put a whole lot of stress on the power grid uh it put a lot of stress on the infrastructure the water lines broke um you know, and all and that, it's, and then
0: it's not that, that your power grid out. couldn't necessarily handle
1: that. It's just that the government wouldn't let your power grid handle it. Sounds like it, but I, I think the jury's still out, but it, it sounds like that may have been the case or at least a portion of it. Um, I, I, I haven't followed up, but yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of finger pointing going on right now between Texas has a weird power delivery system. They, yeah. I thought they, they pretty we, much had their, their own independent, you know, we do, it's called ERCOT and that's the independent power grid. And then there's the power providers and then there's the power distributors and then like so, yeah. the, the consumer face. It's, it's super bizarre because everywhere else I've lived um, and I don't know if it's, if it's like this, the, where you are, but everywhere else I've lived, you basically have one electrical option um, where if you have a house, there's only one electrical provider that will serve there sometimes too. Well, Uh, Yeah. That's usually what we got. Right. So Texas went out of their way to quote unquote deregulate everything, which was, you know in theory good except that they're it's kind of like putting lipstick on a pig um yeah. it everything else about all of energy in this country is so regulated that they decided oh well we're going to deregulate um the providers I, I i'd have to like go scrutinize exactly how it works but basically anytime my power i have an electric contract uh, that's up i can go pick from like 40 different companies to go get my power um but they all go to the same source. So it's like, I, I don't yeah. even really understand how it works, but um, so, yeah, I never so understood anyway. the, the, the actual,
0: oh. you know, provider. Like I always thought,
1: wouldn't it be better just to buy it straight from the powerhouse? I get, yeah. So yeah, at, at any rate, it's, um, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and, the, while obviously I love deregulating things in this particular scenario, I don't think it necessarily made any, it it probably didn't make anything worse, but it makes the finger pointing more insane because now there's like 60 different people at the table pointing fingers at each other. And my guess is they're not going to figure out, you know, anything worthwhile. Um, so I, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a mess, but at the, at the same time, like it's important to remember that no matter how fucked up it was, by and large, ninety nine point nine percent of the population seems to of Texas seems to have more or less come through with with very you know like I said I I didn't I didn't even lose power so um, none of my my neighborhood didn't lose power
0: yeah so it's uh, usually as the media plays that have made it seem like it was this massive you know catastrophic event you know thousands of people are just fucking dying you know yeah from, well and, and you guys and, don't have heat. <laughs>
1: and and it's <laughs> not yeah and and they don't there's a there's a kernel of truth there because at all the heat down here is electric because we don't need that much you know electric heating is really inefficient. yeah you would um, go yeah you go fucking broke up here if you tried to exactly but, but you wouldn't you wouldn't down here in fact a lot of people down here don't even have central heating like most of the people in my in my neighborhood don't have central heating it's got space um, heaters <laughs> they have space heat well yeah and i also live in a poor neighborhood so what they'll do is they'll they'll turn their oven on and open the door um, hey that's so, not a terrible idea. I know they say never to do that, but it it works. <laughs> yeah, it 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 does as long as you keep shit clear of uh, of the oven. But but yeah. all of that is to say that we have incredibly inefficient heating down here because nobody ever really needs to use it and it's just easier to wrap it in with the HVAC, I guess, you know, um the air conditioning. Um so when extreme cold like that comes down here, you have 29 million residents uh like you know all loading up so the, much the... load yeah off the, yeah and that's the other thing too is that the arctic air came down and it was like the entire state of texas like the the winter storm hit the entire state of texas the like all the way like, down the corpus christian shit all like the way too. down man all the way down it was crazy so you know it just put this gigantic load uh on the electrical system that you know it, it's it's funny because it doesn't really make headlines people say oh it was zero it was zero degree it was 10 degrees in texas and you're like oh well, that's you know 10 degrees okay like it sucks but whatever but man when you do that widespread for four days or five days that's that's serious business oh yeah yeah so i said
0: like i never understood the whole uh energy provider shit like i i don't get it It all comes from the same place you know Mm -hmm. especially me i I work in power generation well i work in the yeah i work in the hydro field that's vague enough i guess you could say so yeah i work with water wheels and i'm like when i'm at these dams i'm like wouldn't it be easier just to buy a rifle from these guys? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's all uh, – yeah. but the way yeah. the grid works, you got, like, three or four powerhouses in a general area, and they all send it to the same switch yard, and then, you know, it depends. Yeah, and then, it,
1: and then it's all super – you know, it's all so in bed with government and has been from day one, these utilities, because they need to use public right-of-way to route them. So, you know, that's where you start to get really, you know, just – convoluted because um you know the ut- utility like from a, from an engine from a civil engineering standpoint when i when i worked with you the, there's there's two entities that are basically like governments under themselves they almost don't answer to anybody and that's railroads and and like like power like electrical utilities they they basically don't have to answer to anyone and um yeah it's it, it's wild and um to, once once you start going down that road You know, you at the end of the day, they have a monopoly because you have to use power lines that are already in public right of way. There's no other way to get power unless you just go off grid. And even then, (laughs) chances are you're they're not going to like you doing that either. Well, right. Yeah.
0: Or just the massive financial investment that you have to do just to, you know install yes, solar panels yes. or if you even have the the water capable of uh, sustaining a household you know a, a small micro uh, hydro plant there mm-hmm. you yeah. know it's it's still a considerable sum of money to make more than a
1: couple you know watts of power right yeah so yeah anyway i mean it's just you know it's a another another day another uh n- n- electrical utility nightmare uh, which seems to be pretty fairly common across the country so i you know it's kind of it is what it is so yeah man that's it's
0: a pretty cool though (laughs) it's not cool but we're on the (laughs) other side
1: of it now it's been it's been in the 70s since then so like it's it's oh jesus christ
0: that's more bipolar than it is around here
1: yeah oh yeah dude it was uh it was 80 it was like almost 85 yesterday oh my god i wish i i
0: if i can figure out work um which is the thing with me. I really like the hydro field yeah. and, you know, where, where I'm working, I guess I'm giving a lot of way about myself and whatever, um, you know, where I work, it's a very specialized field and you're not going to find that there's a couple of other companies on the West coast that do that. And I don't want to mm-hmm. live out there. So, right. you know, besides going 1099 and, you know, being a journeyman um, contractor, yeah. working at hydro dams, you know, I'm kind of, kind of stuck here unless mm-hmm. I, unless I want to change professions. So.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it just kind of is what it is, but uh, yeah. I, I mean, other, other than some of the quirks of Texas, I do, I do enjoy it down here and I do, I, I used to be, you know, I used to live in Colorado and I swore I would never move to a hot climate again, but then, and, and I almost moved away after the first year here cause it was just so damn hot. But it uh, turns out it was like a record heat year. Uh, but but man, I, I kind of got used to it. Now it's just kind of nice. Like it's always, it's just outside of basically late July to early September, um, it's pretty great.
0: Yeah, that's it's a it's a consideration moving out there. Uh, do you feel like it's gonna flip blue sometime? I mean, it doesn't really matter, in my opinion. But you know, yeah, uh,
1: I'd, ra- yeah I'd, I'd rather
0: live that. in a red state than a
1: <laughs> than a blue yeah, one, to I, be honest. But I. I don't know. I guess, I, I guess it may. I, I, I'm not really sure. I, I don't know what, I almost think that uh, it, it flipping blue could have some perks because I think that the, the, there are so many entrenched, wealthy quote unquote red interests here that there's probably only so much that, it, that the state being quote unquote blue could do to the fundamentals. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, maybe you got the, perk of maybe they legalize weed or something like that you know like and and uh, uh yeah do, that know, is th- that is the good part about that <laughs> right you know I'm, i mean i don't know it's, who knows government just sucks anyway you cut it but uh yeah but you know i there, with with the amount of people that are moving here i wouldn't be surprised if it flipped blue at some point
0: i guess it really doesn't affect you a whole lot either way so nah here besides the marginal tax rate that we're forced to pay um
1: well right if they start fucking around with the taxes that's going to be a real buzzkill. that's that's where that's
0: where we're at i fucking like i like it up here but goddamn, the fucking taxes are ridiculous and now yeah. that now that fuel just spiked 40 fucking cents i'm pissed off about that but i don't yeah. know what the main cause is that you know oh probably
1: uh probably the ice storm really Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah. a lot of a lot, lot of refineries yeah. down that way. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, no, it's – yeah, I'm 100%. Yeah, there's so everyone Everyone
0: there. blames the,
1: the fuel prices on the president. I'm like, No, man, I it's that's, just that a bunch of the refineries had to shut down for a
0: week. Yeah. So I'm hoping they come back normal because diesel up here is almost 350 a gallon. I'm getting real pissed off at that. Oh, um, uh, wow. On yeah, top of uh, our astronomical fucking – fuel tax for the roads for PennDOT dot that don't do a fucking thing anyway so
1: yeah yeah uh yeah no fuel uh gas gas is pretty cheap down here i mean mine's i i don't have diesel but it's like two bucks a gallon
0: god i wish it's almost three dollars
1: yeah i mean that I mean, also counts it, I mean, for the for the tax i really don't but... i like hardly drive outside of work driving which is compensated anyway so i don't i mean to me it almost doesn't really matter but uh
0: damn lucky i gotta go i gotta go 20 miles each way
1: <laughs> oh yeah no which
0: which is by why i bought my little diesel because you know 45 50 miles a gallon really fucking adds up every long term yeah i pay more in yeah, fuel sure. but you know you can't beat you can't beat 55 miles a gallon on the highway man
1: <laughs> oh yeah man i used to have a diesel truck 1980 and uh that thing got like yeah 50 50 miles Five miles of the gallon, it's two wheel drive, but it was badass. I loved it.
0: Oh, would you have like an old Chevy or something like that?
1: Yeah, Chevy love truck.
0: Oh, man, reminds
1: me of my ah, the good old days. Yeah, man, like was one sweet. of the pieces I had. Yeah, yeah, a little five speed, like one, it was just like a 1.2 liter diesel or something. Like, the, like oh, god, really small. it was uh, yeah,
0: it uh, yeah. It, oh, like, I thought man. you were talking about like you had an old like a uh, 6.2 Detroit or something like that
1: uh i don't know i don't i don't even know if i know what that
0: is um that it is was, a it
1: was a it's a v8 diesel that gm made it's the same engine that's in the humvees um gm oh, made no them. no no. No, it, no it was an i think it was an isuzu uh diesel that they put in there and i think it was like 1.2 or 1.6 liter um super tiny and uh yeah five speed bench seat am radio pull plug lights and that was about it and Hey man, that's, that's the truck I want, dude. It was amazing. I would, if I, if I found one They're they, they have like a cult following now, so they're actually kind of expensive, but uh, my neighbor had it. So I actually didn't own it. My neighbor went on a big cross country. He retired, went on a big cross country journey and he was like, gave me the keys and he was like, just drive it. So it doesn't rust. And, uh, so yeah, man, for, for a while I was driving that man, you could throw the surfboards in the back and the long bed and, uh, make it down to the beach and, you know, you know, 70 cents in gas and, and, uh, yeah, it was great. I love that thing. It was like a go kart.
0: Yeah, man, that's that's my plan. I want to get me an old old diesel again because you know all the emission shit on the new one, plus the price is just ridiculous, and it's hard mm. it's hard to go back to gas once you have one. So yeah, yeah, because that economy and just all the torque. But here I am yeah. talking about cars and shit like. that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. man, it's they're super torquey, and that that, that truck had a five speed on it, so that first gear you didn't even really start in first gear unless you were towing um but i towed my sailboat with it uh and it was i mean that truck was so light uh i it was just impressive that it could tow uh but i guess it was that diesel and just like a stump pulling first gear uh but if you were just stopped at a stop sign you would start it in second
0: because the first
1: one was just too low
0: yeah right now i got a little uh tdi volkswagen Uh, oh yeah it's it's kind of the opposite first gear is so tall on that fucking thing but you know when you're talking about an engine that red lines, of, you know, 4,500, 5 grand, which even right. for a diesel, that's fucking screaming. But you know, mm-hmm. once you get up to speed, man, you're just, it's got so much torque. It just cruises. Yeah. super easy. Yeah. yeah. I do miss diesels. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to stay with them. The only problem is finding my, <laughs> finding them with the manual again. Yeah. Yeah. All the ones for a decent price are so clapped out. It's not even funny. And mm-hmm. you know, or they're asking astronomical prices and i'm like i ain't fucking paying that like with trucks you know 15 year old truck people are still asking you know twenty five thousand for for i'm like fuck you i know man
1: yeah it's crazy can't find them can't and find there's them. i, I, I mean they're diesel hatchback uh how uh now those for the
0: trucks now the the tdi is fuck you can get them for 10 grand all day
1: 2014
0: oh, really? oh, so yeah i bought mine three years ago from a dealer um for like 14 it was a it was one of the tdi it was one of the volkswagen trade-ins from that whole diesel gate thing right so you know volkswagen themselves got fucked on it but you you as buying one after the whole scandal thing really got a killer price for it so that's one reason i did it um which i immediately got rid of all that emissions tuning shit that they put on there anyway to fix it so (laughs) right back to where it was um yeah, sweet so you got anything else you want to talk about for a couple minutes here the rest of the recording time you got
1: no nah, I don't know man uh like I said I've, I've been kind of out of the loop I was on a ski trip and then that winter storm happened so I've pretty much been uh, had my head down so I don't really I don't really have a whole lot of current events and nowhere going on
0: uh, I don't know anything new with Bitcoin what's that up to around now I haven't bought it since last week so
1: uh i think it's around 50 i think it's just under 50.
0: oh jesus Uh, (laughs) i was excited when it was at 41 a few weeks ago
1: oh yeah no it was up uh i think it was up around like 58 like it 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 actually you know quote unquote crashed down to to 48 49 um and then it's been hanging out down there um i guess just people reaccumulating and
0: yeah i don't we will i don't really understand the massive uh I know it's just going to keep steadily climbing up. Now, everyone regrets not getting into it. You know, yesterday, mm-hmm. two years ago, five years ago. But, um, in my opinion, like, th- does the price of it really matter to you? Or are you more concerned about transferring some of your your wealth into, uh, just transferring some of your wealth into Bitcoin as as a whole?
1: Well, the price matters to me as a as a. Um function like it, it's important as a to as a metric to judge how the how, how the network is growing so i i want it to replace state money so Same. As, i i would say yeah i would say that the price itself doesn't matter as much to me but there's no way it's going to replace state money without also being ridiculously uh valuable so yeah you know y- yes and no um, but also to answer your question. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's how I store my wealth. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: So like every paycheck I could throw, throw a few bucks in there and, you know, just, yep. just let it sit, you know and I mean? There's some people that are in it just for speculation and investment, you know, they're trying to buy it on the lows and sell it on the, you know, the boom bust cycle of it. But mm-hmm. well, I wouldn't even call it a boom bust cycle. It's just keeps on going up. So yeah. Yeah. And we'll Which see. is, I, mean, I don't particularly agree with that anyway, because well, why are you selling it? You're, kind of defeating the whole purpose of it, in
1: my opinion. Yeah. I mean, mine too, but uh, yeah, there's going to be people that do that and that's, you know, that's fine. Uh, I I do wonder if, you know, people talk about the quote unquote super cycle. It's like, when is it going to break out of these, these, you know, pretty big bull market bear market transitions, you know, the run up to 2013 crash, 2014 run up in 2017 crash in 2018. Um, And at some point, you know, if, if you believe it's like more of a network, um, and we're going to be looking at more of an adoption curve, um, you would think that at some point we're going to hit a steeper portion of that curve and, and probably mitigate a lot of the bear markets. And so there's a lot of speculation as to whether this will be the super cycle, quote unquote, where we don't really see that deep long bear market um, after a, a, you know, a bull run from a, from a halving event. So we'll, we'll see. I'll be really. Oh man, he cut out right there. Oh shit! Did I? Yeah, I don't
0: know if it was just my end or or yours. Uh, you were just you were just talking about whether or not it's it's going to crash again or not. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I you know I, again, it'll if it if it does crash, I would I would expect that it crashes down to a number that is probably higher than we are now, um, but. Uh, you know, we'll see if it, if it, if uh, I'm, I'm encouraged by how many people are, are continuing to do the dollar cost averaging and starting to kind of buy into the idea that, Hey, you know, we need to be saving our, our wealth in this asset, um, and, and how many companies are coming on board and converting over to a Bitcoin standard, you know, MicroStrategy being probably the, the most high profile one, Tesla, and, and so on. And if, and if those companies start to onboard and come over to a Bitcoin standard and also take payments and perhaps pay, like wages and stuff like that in Bitcoin, I think you're going to start to see a big mitigation in the at least the downside volatility of it, which is exciting.
0: Absolutely, man. Uh, my biggest thing with it is, you know, as we're our goal is to eventually just replace fiat with it or have it as another options. I have a feeling fiat just going to be around no matter what, you know, the government's going to going to cling to, you know, what power they have to it, or they're going to try to regulate it so hard, they're going to make it not use it. And that's where our side of it comes in. Um, like, how we get like the, the common man to adopt it as a, as a form of replacement to Fiat, you know, it to be honest with you, it's kind of a pain in the ass to send it back and forth compared to, you know, when you just go to the store and you swipe your card.
1: Yeah. to Yeah. To, and, and I think a, a, a lot of that though is because the interface, like the, the user interface portion of it hasn't really been built out yet. And, and you know, it, it's only been around for so long, but I think that the, it is starting to, Uh, There, I I am seeing really encouraging things that are really user friendly. And I do think that at some point, you know, it will be very standard procedure to just have a lightning wallet on your phone and, um, and have some Bitcoin on there. And then, you know, as soon as stores
0: will start accepting that
1: you'll be able to actually get, you know, a Bitcoin debit card. It'll well, you, it'll be even easier than that. You know, you'll, your point of sale will probably display a QR code with the invoice. You'll, you'll, flash the QR code with your, with your phone and it'll be there instantly. You just walk away and you don't have to wait on, um, you know, the, the credit card processing and all that. I think it'll actually be easier. um, And you don't have to carry a credit card. You just bring your phone. Um, So I don't know. Uh, We'll, we'll see how it plays out, but I, I, there, the, the, when you've been in it for a while, you realize how clunky the legacy system is. There are like, yeah, going to a store that has a credit card point of sale, uh, infrastructure and putting your credit card in is very familiar. Um, but dealing with your bank in order to have that credit card is yeah. a pain in the dick. Oh yeah. So, you know, yeah, because all you- the
0: time they're like, yeah, we, this is kind of suspicious or we don't like, you know, especially with oh, credit card companies, you know, yeah. yeah we don't like this company, you know, yeah. you're buying from, a, you know, let's just say a dispensary and, you know, there's some, uh, yep. companies that will just automatically decline your card with that.
1: Yep, and and not only that, but just like the the sliding versus chip, like fiasco. That's like so painful. You go up and you're and like half the people you can't slide your card, and half the people they demand that you slide your card, and it's like just
0: fucking. Yeah, they, so the only stupid. thing
1: I really like is uh, a lot of them are adapting that the RFID
0: that that tapping yeah. thing mm-hmm. they have now. I do like that. Yeah. Because... Uh, yeah, even when I have to insert or slide my card, I just run it as credit. Anyways, I'm too lazy to right. type in my pin. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know, as soon as we get, you know, better interfaces like that. And you know, I don't think boomers are, you know, adopt that technology anyway. So.
1: Yeah, they may not, they may not. Uh, I think the younger boomers will have to, I think they'll be forced to because I think it'll, this is probably going to happen. I don't know. I, I'm, sometimes I think I'm, I'm too bullish compared to, uh, The you know a lot of the maybe mainstream big hardcore bitcoiners, but uh, just looking at how disastrous the macro uh, scene is right now, combined with how quickly Bitcoin is growing and how um, the exponential growth of an open network like Bitcoin, you know where we're going to be in two years is is probably going to be like I you know you think about back two years ago it was still difficult to have a lightning node and still difficult and dicey to use lightning. And now I've got a, I've got an app on my phone and I can just send for fractions of a cent instantly anywhere. Um, and without really worrying and I can connect to my own node at home, um, with a QR code. Like it's just, you know, where are we going to be in two years? It's, it's probably going to be very, very easy. Not only that, but because of the way that Bitcoin is, um, the point of sale infrastructure can be very very cheap i mean i run everything that i would need to to take all, to process all of everything like at say a grocery store on a raspberry pi like that that's crazy um so with 200 bucks they could convert over all of that clunky credit card shit over to a fully open source um point of sale with a raspberry pi running Bit- or a btc pay server and they can take lightning or on-chain Bitcoin payments and just be done with it. And that can and they could do that now.
0: Yeah, man. You know So uh, that that's just. Well, I'm liking how you're explaining it because I'm still pretty, pretty new and and stupid to this. You know, I I'm seeing it more as just an investment to convert my wealth over like, you know, storing bullion in the back room of your house. That's kind of how I'm treating it right now.
1: No, it is. It's and that's its biggest use case, especially for Americans, especially for Americans that are not living paycheck to paycheck or, or like, you know, in desperation. Like for for Americans, by and large, the biggest use case right now is protecting your wealth and growing it, you know, in purchasing power that is. Uh, but it, you know, at some point it will be the convenience of, of things over the lightning network, I think is going to really bring a bullish case for the, for it as a, a true medium of exchange and therefore then a unit of account.
0: Alrighty, man. Well, that's fucking awesome. Bringing this on a, a good note. Yeah. I love talking oh, yeah. this about you. Um, the next thing I need to do is actually download the node, which, uh, i don't want to do it on my laptop because it's so piss poor anyway and my desktop is a brick right now so you know
1: well it'll run on just about anything like i said i got it running on a raspberry pi so uh, it it's, it'll run <laughs> on some really crappy equipment all right
0: then i might just have to download the node on that because i can afford a raspberry pi <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, man. Yeah, I mean that—that that, that was the point. That was the point of Bitcoin. That was the point of the the scaling wars that in 2017 with the hard fork. Uh, I don't know if you were privy to that. It's probably maybe before your time, but the point was to keep the Bitcoin main chain small, and um, so that the equipment, or so that the the hardware that you needed to run was cheap, and that everybody could run the equipment and validate their own their own coins and so now we're reaping the benefits of that where you can just run it on a raspberry pi very little power draw it just sits there and i can connect all of my wallets to it i can validate all my coins and um and and then the privacy features of having your own node as well are great so yeah man i mean I, i'll probably leave it there but uh always yeah we'll always, have to get
0: into a, an in-depth on it sometime you know yeah, i sure. mean you, you've talked about it you know countless times with everyone else so you know i don't know if we might jump into an episode on that if you want to, you know, play wins or play rins, wash, repeat, you know? Yeah, sure. That's I'm up to I you, talk man.
1: About yeah.
0: All right, man. I appreciate it. I uh, hope to get with you again sometime. I know you got to get going here and uh, for the rest of you, you know where to find car. And if you found, well, if you found this podcast, you, you'll definitely know who car is. So uh, I appreciate everyone for listening and I appreciate having you on, man. Uh, good talking to you and hope to get with you again sometime. Thanks for having me on, man, and definitely.